Hey everyone, my name is Adam Barfoot and welcome to episode 32 of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. I am a mental health therapist and I'm also a CrossFit Level 1 trainer. The Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast focuses on the integration of mental health and fitness. In this episode, I talk about the power of hope and optimism, how to beat resistance, the importance of reflection, and how you can improve yourself and help others. I am working in private practice at New Beginnings Counseling Center in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I enjoy helping my clients build resilience, hope, and courage in their lives. I work with teenagers and adults who are seeking to improve their emotional health, relationships, and ways of working through life's challenges. I particularly enjoy working with athletes who are looking to improve their performance and people who work in high-performance environments who have high expectations. Improving our mental health directly affects our performance, whether we are on the court, field, in the gym, or our workplace. I believe that you are capable of great things, and I would love to be a part of your journey of healing and growth. If you would like to meet with me for therapy, you can follow the link to my Psychology Today profile, which is in the description of this podcast episode, and you can call the phone number on that website to schedule a therapy session with me. There's a quote from Winston Churchill. He says, A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. A definition of optimism is a disposition or tendency to look on the more favorable side of events or conditions and to expect the most favorable outcome. A definition of pessimism is the tendency to see, anticipate, or emphasize only bad or undesirable outcomes, results, conditions, problems, etc. Your thoughts and emotions have led to the actions you currently take. Do you desire the life you have? Do you want to be acting in the ways you do? Are you proud of yourself and your life, or are you constantly wishing that things were different? The good news in these things is that you have the power to make your life more of what you want it to be. James Allen, in his book called As a Man Thinketh, says, Man's mind may be likened to a garden, which may be intelligently cultivated or allowed to run wild. It's so important to be intentional about our thoughts, because changing our thoughts changes our lives. Our thoughts and feelings directly affect our actions, and our actions directly affect how we think and how we feel. We can intentionally go about paying attention to and changing the focus of our thoughts, whether toward the helpful and beneficial or unhelpful. Our thoughts can help us move forward, or they can cause us to stay stuck. Our thoughts can propel us forward, or they can be a wall in front of us that seems too daunting to attempt to climb or move. Changing our thoughts changes our lives. Change outside starts with change inside. 
Inner change brings outer change. We need to be the change we wish to see in the world. Instead of pointing out someone else's flaws and shortcomings, let's start with looking at how we can improve ourselves. And as we rigorously focus on improving ourselves, we can go out and help those around us. The man who wants to change the world must begin by changing himself. The woman who wants to improve the world must begin by improving herself. There's a quote from Dr. Jordan Peterson. He says, It is more difficult to rule yourself than to rule a city. Everyone who is on the journey of improving themselves knows that there is resistance we will face. Stephen Pressfield's book called The War of Art talks in depth about resistance. A passage that stood out to me from this book is, Fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. Remember our rule of thumb. The more scared we are of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. Resistance is experienced as fear. The degree of fear equates to the strength of resistance. Therefore, the more fear we feel about a specific enterprise, the more certain we can be that that enterprise is important to us and to the growth of our soul. That's why we feel so much resistance. If it meant nothing to us, there'd be no resistance. So when we have a calling that is deeply rooted in us and we find those roots and motivations and inspiration more and more by exploring that calling, resistance will be there. Resistance tries to convince us to quit while we are going uphill on the most difficult parts of the journey. But just like Stephen Pressfield talks about in The War of Art, resistance lies to us. The choice is ours of whether to keep going or to give in to resistance and quit. Resistance calls us to take it easy on a day where deep down we know that we can get great work done. That's because it's easy to take the easy way out. Few people take the path of difficulty. In The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield also says, The most important thing about art is to work. Nothing else matters except sitting down every day and trying. So, sit down and try. It's time to get to work. Take decisive action about your craft, your passion, your calling, and your art. Whether it's your first step or your 400th step. Whether it's your first job application or your 40th. Whether it's your first workout or you've been working out for years, it's normal to feel resistance. When we get to work and we're working hard, we can expect to feel resistance when we take the path less traveled and persist on the journey of improvement toward the goal you are pursuing. In our pursuit, we need to focus on practicing perspective, patience, and perseverance. It can be easy to get stuck in the mentality of, this is too difficult, so I'm going to numb these feelings in unhealthy ways. But it's more helpful in the long run if we allow ourselves to feel the feelings and thoughts of resistance that come along with growth, seeing the good in the world, and our creative ventures. 
it's typical for people to feel resistance and to give in to that resistance instead of challenging it and recognizing that it's normal and it does not have to stop us. When we do give in to resistance and let it win, we can expect that this can happen at first and down the road as we continue on. Resistance is not easy to push back against. Gaining strength takes time. Gaining strength against resistance takes time. Learning and growth take time. Learning and growing in our ability to beat resistance takes time. If we want to become experts in a skill or a craft, we must first introduce ourselves to that skill or craft, practice it, and devote ourselves to becoming the best we can be. And that is not going to happen right away. We're not going to become the best we can be or a master of any craft or reach a goal right away. That's one of the many reasons why delayed gratification is so important and so crucial. This is where perspective, patience, and perseverance all come together. Now more about optimism and pessimism. Optimists can make great impact on the world, while pessimists rarely do. We don't have to go far away to make a major impact in the world. We don't have to go to a different country, a different state, or even a different city to make a major impact. We can do what we can where we are right now. Because, remember, outer change starts within. If we want people to be more kind, let's practice kindness. If we wish people were better, let's become better. Let's become better regardless of the things we see in other people. We can learn from those around us about who and what we do and do not want to become. So optimists practice the tendency of looking on and expecting more favorable outcomes while pessimists anticipate and emphasize undesirable outcomes. This points out the importance of the outcomes we expect in our lives. It's important to point out here that our expectations matter and the emphasis we put on things matters. We see more of what we look for. This is where expectations come in. If we are on the lookout for something, we are more likely to find it. I talked a lot about perspective in episode 27 of this podcast, and also in that episode I discussed reframing as a mental skill and how you can use reframing to have better perspectives. So check out that episode if you'd like to learn more about that. There are many differences between optimists and pessimists. Optimists are committed to believing that improvement is possible, while pessimists are committed to believing that nothing can get better and no one can truly improve themselves and their lives. Optimists look through the lens of growth that can come from every situation and opportunity. Pessimists are looking for things to be hurt by and for things that can make them upset. Optimists look for every opportunity to become better. Pessimists look for every opportunity to continue being bitter. Optimism is very important in mental health and in fitness. 
we all have potential for growth. A roadblock does not have to be the end of a journey. An injury does not have to be the end of an athlete pursuing his or her dream or self-improvement. Criticism in a job performance review does not automatically mean that we need to look for a new job. Not getting accepted into one school does not mean that we should stop pursuing our academic goals. As an optimistic therapist, I work with clients who desire to change and who desire to make improvements in their lives. Carl Rogers, in his book called Becoming a Person, says, The degree to which I can create relationships which facilitate the growth of others as separate persons is a measure of the growth I have achieved in myself. This quote provides great insight, and it points to the tagline of the Counseling and Functional Fitness podcast, which is, Improve Yourself, Help Others. In episode 26 of this podcast, I talked all about what Improve Yourself, Help Others means to me, so check out that episode if you'd like to learn more about what I mean when I say that. Personal growth involves our relationships with others because life is deeply communal and relational. Reflect on who you share your growth with, who has helped you grow, and who you can help grow. Let reflection lead you to action. We do not need to keep our reflections to ourselves. We do not grow or learn on our own because most people are constantly sharing life, ideas, interests, and passions with people other than only themselves, such as a spouse, close friends, roommates, family, or coworkers. Change in our lives reflects our internal change because, like I've talked about on this podcast before, our thoughts, feelings, and actions are all connected to each other. We do not only think or only feel or only act, but we are constantly doing all three. George Mumford, in his book called The Mindful Athlete, says, Ask yourself continually, can I do better than I am doing now? An idea he also talks about in that book is the importance of self-reflection instead of self-blame. Instead of blaming ourselves when we get stuck or give in to resistance, we can use those times as chances to reflect, act, and improve. As an optimist, I can hope for changes in my life, but hope alone will not change my situation but it can change my perspective and how I'm viewing my situation. We can use hope to make forward progress. Let hope lead you to action. Let optimism lead you to action. I like to call this active hope or hope in action. We can use our hope and optimism as fuel. And we can fill up that fuel tank often by caring for ourselves well. We can use hope in our reflection. We can act in hope and put our hope in action by using our hope and optimism to push us forward when we are facing uncertainty. Hope is believing that things can improve. Optimists are people of hope. 
Hope in action means that we act out of a place of believing that things can improve. We do not sit and wait in expectation that things will somehow get better on their own, but we put our hope into action by doing the individual and collective work that it takes to improve ourselves and help others. Uncertainty can bring feelings of worry and concern along with it. But we are not alone when we have concern about the unknown. Everyone worries from time to time. The difference between optimists and pessimists in their worry and concern is, while the pessimist chooses to let worry and concern keep them stuck, the optimist leverages that worry and concern and uses those things as a force moving them to action. We can use worry and concern as motivators to do what we can and to do things that are within our control. We can act on things that are in our control and set ourselves up as best we can for success. So, look for ways you can improve. Look for ways you can help others. And get to work. Optimists and those people who put their hope in action work toward improving their present and their future while learning from the past, and they help others do the same. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can follow along with Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. You can contact me by emailing counselingandfunctionalfitness at gmail.com or by messaging Counseling and Functional Fitness on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.